Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by the Center for Addiction and Mental Health here in Toronto. Cutting-edge, state-of-the-art, compassionate facility. Right now, it is Mental Health Awareness Week. This is the time when they need you most. This is the time when you can make a real difference when it comes to doing something about the mental health crisis and the devastating opioid epidemic, the overdose epidemic that we're currently experiencing, losing 20 people every day. They need your help. Donate at camh.ca slash CanadaLand to help CAMH treat addiction and build hope. Hey, I need you to pay close attention to this message. It is not an ad. This is about Canada land and this is about you. You need to know that the news crisis is about to get a lot worse. You've heard about the layoffs. We're about to have news closures and it's very likely that we're going to be seeing the defunding of the CBC. Where are you going to get your information from? What can you do about this? You can support Canada land. We need you to and so for this month and this month only, you can become a Canada Land supporter and get everything our supporters get for just $2 a month. That is an almost 80% discount. The clock is ticking on this. It disappears at the end of the month, and then we will not offer it. We need your support. We need to keep news coverage alive in Canada. Go right now to canadaland.com join. And thank you. Welcome to Quebec Land. I'm your guest host, Brigitte Noël, investigative reporter with Quebec Or, coming to you from the IC Banks of Montreal. Jesse will be back later this week. I'm always getting messages from readers or viewers who want to run things by me. They want to verify information or ask about a rumor, which is totally fair. But in the past few years, these messages have started to include links to blatantly false news stories, often accompanied by an accusatory question, something along the lines of, why isn't the media talking about this? During the California wildfires, for instance, a woman messaged me because she'd heard the blaze had been started by Islamic terrorists. I responded by sending her a really great piece from the New York Times about the investigations into the fire, which, by the way, had no mention of any terrorist involvement. She wrote back saying, I can't read this. It's in English. What I'm getting at is fake news is a virus that spreads freely across borders and languages. But while English-speaking countries can join forces, share fact-checkers, and turn to truth-telling heavyweights like Snopes, languages with fewer speakers have fewer resources to fight back. In Quebec, debunking is mostly done en français. It usually falls to Radio-Canada's Jeff Yates. He's one of the very few brave souls who've taken on this task on a full-time basis. Back in 2014, in that blissful era before Trump, before Brexit, before the term fake news became such an important part of our lexicon, Jeff Yates was just a guy looking into viral hoaxes, asking us to think more critically. 
Half a decade later, his job is a lot more complicated. He's no longer telling people that no, punching in your pin backwards at an ATM will not alert police that you're being mugged. Instead, he's navigating a minefield of political ideology, debunking the kind of falsehoods that have been accused of swaying elections or even feeding violence. In March 2017, Yates helped expose one of North America's most prolific fake news mills, an operation set up right here in Quebec. Olivier Legault and his website, World News Daily Report, spent the 2016 U.S. elections gifting the world stories like this. ISIS calls on Muslims to vote for Hillary Clinton, or Yoko Ono admits to homosexual relationship with Hillary Clinton. Both of these stories generated hundreds of thousands of interactions on Facebook alone. They were among the most popular fake news stories of that year. Jeff Yates' work is tailored to the very unique Quebec media ecosystem. This is a province where fake news is often in French and fit for a local audience, a place where fringy nationalist groups and alt-right citizen journalists make a lot of noise. But he's not a leftist shill either. He's challenged environmentalists on posts about glacial ice melt and taken on animal rights groups posting false information about Canada goose jackets. In short, Jeff Yates trusts no one. Jeff is with me today to discuss the perks and pitfalls of the bullshit detector beat. He's also going to tell us about his efforts to destigmatize sharing fake news and why he thinks we should all be gentler with loved ones who love fake news. This episode of Canada Land is brought to you by Ruth Lambert, Andrew Bastel, Rowan Argyle, Alex Gillis, Tim Kirkwood, Meredith Schofield, Shelley Lamb, and Jeff Ellis. Hi, I'm Jeff Ellis. I'm a cartoonist from Vancouver, British Columbia, and I support Canada Land because you cover stories that are often not covered by mainstream media, and you offer perspectives from a really diverse group of people. This episode is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. Trust is important. There are a lot of mattress lies out there, a lot of mattress liars. And I, I, I didn't intend the pun, but it occurred to me that there is one as I was saying those words. Listen, I am not lying to you. Uh, I have uh, experienced the Douglas mattress. It is an exceptional mattress at a surprisingly affordable price point. It is a mattress that sleeps cool. It doesn't have that weird thing in the summer where the mattress gets like an oven. It's a very good product. It's delivered to your house in a box. You don't have to go to a big mattress store. It is a medium firm mattress, which is what Canadians prefer. And it comes with a 365-night trial and a 20-year warranty. What more can I tell you? Douglas is giving our listeners a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, it's amazing the things that we tell ourselves to talk ourselves out of getting help. Anybody who's actually gotten help knows that the process of getting things off your chest, of taking your stressors, your problems, and just like not letting them be bottled up, working through just conveying them to somebody Half of the battle is just doing that. You unburden yourself. And you know what? If you have a real mental health professional, no, they don't have magic bullets or magic words that make it all go away. But often they can help you see things a little bit differently and guide you to strategies or tools or to a new perspective that actually does 
BetterHelp. As the largest online therapy provider in the world, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Because you listen to this podcast, you get 10% off of your first month at BetterHelp.com slash CanadaLand. That's BetterHelp.com slash CanadaLand. Nothing untrue? No <laughs> fake news in my intro? No, that's okay. Okay. Why did you get into, how did you get into the fake news beat? I was always one of those, the annoying friend who was like below your post, like, oh, what you shared is fake, <laughs> right? That, that guy. In 2014, I started seeing people were creating sites, making bogus stories. And we're not talking about, uh, you know, satirical things like The Onion, you know, just like they were trying to make money with uh, with ads and stuff like that. So I started looking into it and I got in touch with Craig Silverman. At the time, he was a researcher. Now he's media editor at BuzzFeed News. Yeah. Uh, he's If you know the term fake news, it's because of him, right? I was working for Metro newspaper back in the day, and he's like, there's these guys for Metro in Sweden who started a fact-checking blog. You should talk to them. So I did. And then I was like, oh, I'll bring this idea back to Montreal. So I kind of stole their idea. <laughs> and you became Inspector Viral. Yeah, so like their feature in, in Swedish was Vira, uh, I'm, I'm going to mess oh, this yes, up. Please, please tell us the Viral Granskaren or something like that, which means the viral eye. Um, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I, I decided to do the Viral Inspector. We started trying it out. The person in charge of blogs at the paper was like, well, if you start this blog, do you think you could do like one article a week? And I was like, uh, I don't know if there's enough fake news. <laughs> and lo and days. behold, <laughs> after after something like, you know, close to 300 blog posts at Metro newspaper, uh, I moved on to Radio Canada in, uh, in early 2017. How has that been? How has that evolved over time? We used to see a lot more false claims about health, uh, you know, diets, hoaxes on celebrities being dead, stuff like that. You know, I'm not, it's not harmless, but in the past years, it's really gone political. I mean, people have realized that you can change people's opinions and you can mobilize them by, by basically lying to them. So you, you're playing to their base instincts. That's how social media works. When people react, uh, the algorithm likes that and it'll make your posts go farther. Tell me about Olivier Legault and the World News Daily Report. Yeah, so Olivier and his uh, his friend Jeannick Murray Hall, they started this satirical newspaper in, in Quebec called the Journal de Montréal, which yes. is a play on the Journal de Montréal, which is the Quebec's uh, biggest newspaper. The one I um, work for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, they, they did, it's, it's a satirical website, you know, they, it's, it, the logo is really close to the real paper and so people get confused, but the point of that is to be funny, right? Like, so they'll basically play off of what's happening in the news with really exaggerated stories, which is basically what The Onion does. You know, it's it's fair game. S satire is, is good for, for society. I think, you know, if it's well done, it can get you to think about what's going on in the world. But they do have another website, which is for an American audience, which is and called... And it's more behind the scenes that they do this. Yeah, so it's called the World News Daily Report. It's a fake news website. I mean, they say it's satirical, but there's no real... I, I, I don't see the joke, right? So, you know, it's written straight. It's presented as if it's true. Um, and, you know, so they, they were doing political stories. Uh, right now they're doing fake police blotter reports, you know, basically like uh, doing, oh, this woman got pregnant from a corpse because she works at the morgue or stuff like that. People believe them. They're getting a lot of clicks. 
relatively harmless once again, but you know, it's, it's junk <laughs> basically. Uh, so Buzzfeed did a top 50 of the most popular pieces of fake news. Uh, they had 10 pieces on the top 50. Um, so, you know, very popular. It's run in Quebec city here in, in Quebec. And you kind of outed them. I mean, I'm looking at their website right now and it's, it doesn't really say it's a fake news site. It says, it says like in the about section, I think that it's satire. Um, and so, you know, if you, if you go look, if you do a who is query on the website, you'll see that it's run out of Quebec. You'll, you'll see their names. So when there was a big backlash against fake news um, in 2017, Google demonetized their website, right? So when I talked to them back then, they took a hit, but they're running ads on another platform. I think it's Taboola now. Um, and so they've managed to keep on trucking. Their biggest hit last year was something like... Uh, uh, this guy won the lottery and dumped two hundred thousand dollars worth of manure on his boss's lawn. Like you know, I mean, you know, I saw that. Yeah, well, if you believe that, <laughs> it, you know, it's not it's not that bad. But when I talked to Olivier, uh, he told me that what's funny about the site is people believe it. That's the joke, right? So they, it's he's like, laughing at his audience. So basically, yeah. So you know, the satire in that is that these people will believe anything. That that's the joke. It's kind of like performance art you know it's like yeah. a, you have to get what you want out of it basically but most of what you cover is french fake news yeah. so i want to talk about the intricacies of doing this work en français uh-huh. do you feel like it's more of a challenge if you're looking at english fake news there's a lot of resources out there right so there's snopes which has existed since the beginning of the internet basically so you know if there's fake news in english usually there's a lot of people working on it if you're looking at french fake news well you know you're the one who's doing it yeah fake news in quebec looks the same as anywhere else i mean if, if you look at it it's the same things that come over and over again and even you'll see in quebec fake news that is just basically Google translated into French. So what's the landscape like in Quebec? What kind of like CD communities do you have to monitor? <laughs> <laughs> what fake news looks like in Quebec is basically people posting stuff on their own Facebook pages. So um, instead of sharing a website, they'll just share a meme or a post or whatever. Um, and that's really frustrating um because if it's an article that people share you can track that you know you can use tools to track who is sharing this where did it originate from who's the first person to share this um and you can also track down who wrote it because you can look up the website's you know uh, metadata and you can find out information but when it's people sharing on their own walls um really hard to track it because it's all native in facebook it's just a Um, meme that someone put so you don't know who's the first that that um that shared this you don't know where it comes from and you don't even know how many people have seen it so um you know someone sends me a meme you know it's been shared three thousand times but there's other copies of this meme because other people have downloaded the image and put it on their own Facebook page. So then you're like, like I call it guerrilla fake news. It's you're basically in the jungle and you're surrounded (laughs) by fake news. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know how popular it is, where it is. You're trying to address a specific issue and you don't even know what you're fighting against. Um, So that sounds exhausting. (laughs) I do not. So that's what we're looking at. Cause you know, what we saw in 2016 with the, the election in the U S was like an industry of fake news. You know, even Macedonian teens were in on it, you know, creating websites to get clicks. Right. We won't see this in Quebec because population is, you know, 8 million in Quebec, 6 million people speak French. History may prove me wrong, but I don't think you'll see kids um, in Macedonia creating fake news about our Quebec elections. Uh, You know, the the, 
not profitable. No, and, and you know, some kids, some kids in Quebec tried to create fake news websites back in like 2014, 2015, and it didn't work. Like they got some big hits, but I don't think it's a viable business model. So you don't see that. So in Quebec, we're, we don't see as many sites. We're seeing more like, like I said, things that are shared in Facebook and it's harder to track, uh, ironically. In October of last year, Quebec elected a right-of-center government uh, that some would qualify as populist. Now, François Legault is far from Donald Trump or even Doug Ford, for that matter. But has his election and his political stance affected your work at all? No, not really. And this was this um, th- this surprised me. I was really gearing up for the Quebec election, um, so I, you know, I asked all my readers, you know, if you if you see something, send it, and I got, you know. Big response, I got maybe 120, 130 people sending me, you know, hey, I saw this, hey, I saw this. I saw no massive coordinated campaign to, like, spread fake. There there was a couple things that started spreading, but they were so not popular that I didn't want to cover them to not give them even more visibility. Um, So when you address something, sometimes you can give it more visibility than it had so um it, it was it wasn't it wasn't very um it was basically the normal level of, of fake news there was no um no concerted effort or whatever i just want to go yeah. back to that the like the phenomenon that when you talk about it it will become more popular i feel like that's inevitable when you're talking yeah. about fake news yeah that's yeah, it's a well-known effect so people will remember the claim but not remember that you said it's false right so what's your barometer for like okay this yeah. doesn't warrant. So I work on two measures, basically. One is popularity. The other one is potential impact. That's that's what I look at. So okay. if something is super popular, like, you know, 300,000 shares, but it's kind of like it, it won't hurt anybody, I might cover it because it's really popular and a lot of people are probably wondering if it's true. If it's a relatively low number of shares, but it's really potentially damaging. So, you know, if it's going to incite violence or something like that, I might look into debunking that because the risk is there, right? You go with your gut. <laughs> so you're like, should I cover this? And I'm always wondering, should I should I cover this? Um, and I try to stick with things that I have no doubts about. I'm like, yes, this is an important issue. Uh, and also, if, if there's a, a learning moment that could come from it, you know, like, when I debunk fake news, I try to tell people, you know, this is why it's fake. This is how they created this fake thing. So, you know, this is how they manipulated this picture or this picture. You know, this is where it comes from. It doesn't show what you think it shows. Um, you know, trying to get some learning into there, hoping people actually read the article. Okay. And I, you you just took on this very nice tone trying to tell people kindly yeah. about this fake news you um you told me that 2019 for you was the year of destigmatizing <laughs> yeah. face news sharing of being nice to people who do it because we kind of all maybe at some point will fall into that trap yeah, what, sure. what's that philosophy and how do you well, apply it first of all like everybody has that family member who shares fake news and what happens when you attack them for sharing fake news what happens if you tell someone thanksgiving dinner is very awkward yeah but you know if you tell someone you're an idiot for for believing this they will not listen that's the best way to make someone not listen to you is basically mm-hmm. attacking them right um and so I think we should look at trying to help people learn rather than attacking them. Because anyways, attacking them is not productive, right? And so 
you know, it happens to everybody. I've shared fake news in the past in the past year. You know, it, it's happened to what me. What did you share? Uh, it was a piece of fake news about a, a conspiracy theorist. Um, I saw an image on Twitter that was making fun of a conspiracy theorist in the U.S. And, you know, I thought it was true because, of course, this guy's ridiculous. Um, and, and it turned out to be false. Um, you know, I did what I tell people not to do, which is share it without you know Verify. verifying the source looked kind of credible the guy had a Confirmed blue check mark you know yeah so it fell into all the same <laughs> yeah. traps everybody um so i think it's it's important to to actually talk about that you know like the world is becoming more and more complicated it's hard for even people who work in the news business to know what's going on absolutely um and so i think we should have honest conversations about this you can use fake news as a learning tool right so what I would say is, you know, if, if one of your the members of your family um, sharing something that isn't true, one thing is to not say it in public uh, unless you have a really close bond with that person. Because if you do it in public, like in the comments section, basically, um, there's the, the 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 instinct to protect your ego. So you don't yeah. want people to know you didn't, you know, so maybe go into Messenger or your phone call or something. Slide into the DMs. Slide into DMs. <laughs> or, and I also say, like, ask ask more questions than anything else. Just like, where did you get this information? You know, why do you think this is a credible source of information? If you see a fail, uh, you know, a fault in the logic, maybe ask questions about that. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to, especially if you're looking at conspiracy stuff, it's not easy to, to get someone to change their mind about it. But you might be able to maybe create a seed of doubt in their mind, you know, like, People can break out of a conspiracy mindset, but it has to come from within. Uh, yeah. You're not going to badger them into not believing that the CIA uh, faked the moon landing. You know, <laughs> you will not change their mind, but you could maybe, you know, get them to change their mind eventually by placing a, a bit of doubt in their mind. Um, so on January 31st, a few days after the anniversary of the Quebec mosque shooting, um, François Legault announced that unlike John Tory in Toronto, he would not be declaring uh, January 29th a day against Islamophobia. And his reason was that there's no Islamophobia in Quebec. Now, we were saying you spent a lot of time looking at the dialogues that these communities are having um, in, you know, the fake news conspiracy theory realm. What kind of reaction did you see following this? Oh, people were applauding. Um, you know, ironically, people are saying... People are saying, of course, there's no Islamophobia in Quebec while saying Islamophobic things. And, I mean, there was this politician in Gatineau, the deputy the mayor, deputy mayor of Gatineau, who basically said, "Yeah, of course, you know, there's no Islamophobia." I mean, it doesn't surprise me. You're, you're you know, if you tell people what they already think they know, then they'll applaud, right? So, so I just want to touch on what the mayor said. She said, "Of course, there's no Islamophobia." Uh, but those people did a lot of things wrong and it's normal to be afraid yeah. of them. That was her statement. And that's interesting because after she said that people, the internet being what it is, people went and dug deep on her online presence and found that she was also a flat possible flat earther. <laughs> yes. Are you concerned by how far reaching this is getting? It's, I won't... I'm I'm not surprised, you know, when you start believing one conspiracy, it leads to others. You the know? politicians believing that the earth is flat is... But, it, I mean, it, for anybody, if you start 
believing in one conspiracy logically if you follow it follow, follow the logic through it it will go into other things so if you think the earth is flat um, then you have to believe that the government's lying, that NASA, that NASA is lying, that all the airlines are lying. So then if the government's lying, what else are they lying about? And then, well, if the government's lying, the media must be lying because they're helping them cover it up. And if the media is lying, then everything they say isn't true. So, I mean, you see how this builds and builds and builds and Absolutely. you know, until it creates an all-encompassing narrative. Um, and so it's not, it's not surprising, uh, but, you know, I... I yeah, I really felt <laughs> depressed when I saw that. You know, so flat earthers went from a fringe movement. Like, you know, in the 1990s, there was like a hundred people in the flat Earth society uh, in the U.S. You know, they had a newsletter. They How many made, are they now? Uh, I don't know, but the thing is, modern flat earthers don't like the flat Earth society because they're they don't go far enough, right? There's like factions <laughs> of the so, flat Earth. Yeah, of course. Movement? Of um, course. And, and you know. I saw recently that there was a Facebook group, uh, you know, Flat Earth Quebec, and, it, you know, it had a couple thousand people, and um, that's disconcerting. I mean... But surely there's a lot of gawkers on there just going to Oh, of look. course, of course. And there's, there's people trolling them also, like, sending them pictures and, look, you can, you can see there's no curve or stuff like that. You know, of course, there's going to be... Um, there's going to be that. And, you know, let's face it, a lot of people use Facebook uh, for entertainment. You know, they, you might be just going through conspiracies because you think they're fun. Um, you know, so, you know, some people go to conspiracy blogs because it's like watching the X-Files, you know, it's 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 intriguing. It's exciting. You know, you kind of look at that, maybe not take it too seriously. So let's not overstate the problem. Um, at the same time, seeing public figures, you know, basically pushing these stories and saying well do your own research um and then saying yeah i did my research on youtube um mm. <laughs> i mean it, it it could lead to worse things you know so like i said flat earth maybe not that bad a conspiracy in the grand scheme of things but these all interlock and they can lead you down the rabbit hole to more dangerous uh, conspiracies Okay, moving away from the conspiracy theories, can you tell me about um, other pieces you've worked on? I mean, Canada Goose was a pretty powerful one. Yeah, so... <laughs> Elicited okay, a lot of passion. So people always ask me um, if I get hate mail, and I do, and it, but it's not as bad as, as people think, which is surprises me, really. You know, there's some people in the comments, but actually, like, people writing to me in private saying... What do they know, say? No, like I said, it doesn't happen that often, but it happens when I when I touch on environmental stuff. So it, it, it's kind of interesting because, like, if I'll cover some fake news about immigration, people will say, "Oh, of course, Radio Canada, you know, you guys They're are in used bed. to you. You guys are in bed with the immigrants, of course, right?" So it, it's. Do you get accused of being partisan? Yeah, of course. But what's interesting is the really mad people is when I I'm, I cover fake news about the environment. So what? So the two environmental stories that I can think of are the Canada Goose one and the Glacier. Do you want to just give us the context? What were those? Yeah, stories? I mean, so a couple of weeks back was, you know, the, the famous 10-year challenge. Um, and so someone did 10-year challenge and then it was a picture of a, this big glacier or, or iceberg, sorry. And then, you know, you see it in 2009, it's huge. And then in 2019, there's nothing left. It's it's basically melted down and it was massively popular. A, a guy uh, from Quebec City actually created that one. And it's it ended up on like some reality stars 
Instagram pages. Like it blew up 200,000 retweets, but people downloaded it and shared it on their own pages. Right. So, so hard to measure, but impossible to measure, but in the millions of shares probably. Um, and so it wasn't true. Like the two images, one was taken in the North Pole. The other one was taken in the South Pole. So How did you figure that out? Well, Google image search, it took like five minutes, you know. Um, and so I just wrote up a short article like, look, hey, guys, you know, this image isn't true. <laughs> it was one of my most popular posts on Facebook, but for the wrong reasons, you know, and you can see that the hate click reigns supreme on Facebook. Uh, so people were writing in the comments, you know, like, why are you attacking the environmental movement? Or they would say, who gives a shit if it's not true? You know, it's going to convince people about global warming and what are you against us and stuff like that. And it's, you know, same reaction I got when I, you know, debunked a story where people were showing a picture of some kids breaking a, a statue of Jesus and then they said, it's it's Muslims in Sweden, you know, they hate Jesus, they hate the Christians. And then, you know, the picture was actually from Chile, and it was students during a student riot. You know, they broke in, and they, you know, there was nothing religious about it. They just broke a statue because they're dumb kids. The Canada Goose one, you had shared pictures, or you, yeah, yeah, so. you debunked pictures, <laughs> you didn't share it. But. No, so it was like... Pictures, you know, saying Canada Goose is is a horrible company. They kill, you know, foxes to make their their jackets, which is probably true. But it, there was pictures of you know all these foxes killed in horrible ways, and you know I tracked down the pictures, and they were from hunting blogs. You know, someone in, you know, one was a person in like Newfoundland saying, oh, we you know we went on a fox hunt and we got twenty six foxes and showing off their booty basically. Another one was from a a hunting contest in Las Vegas. You know, it was like really. So basically, they're they're not showing uh, foxes killed by the Canada Goose Company. So you you can be mad at Can- at Canada Goose for 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 killing animals. That's you know you, you're allowed, of course. Um, but those aren't pictures. You know, the, these horrible pictures are they don't show what you think it shows. They have well, nothing to do with the company. Yeah. So people are like, well what you work for Canada goose now or what we can't share pictures unless they're officially stamped you know and approved by canada goose or there or another one i heard was yeah well news sites always use stock photos you know so <laughs> so like if we if a newspaper writes an article about um you know domestic violence of course they're not going to go take a picture of a real uh fair you, point you know and yeah. yeah that's a point but the thing <laughs> it's is a point it's, it's not a fair but point, the thing maybe. is you know when newspapers do it there's a photo credit it's obviously from you know from a a photo service we're not saying this is this woman in this picture got mm-hmm. beat up by her husband right that's not we never make that claim right whereas these people say look at these dead animals they're from canada goose so you know some people might think it's semantics but there there is a there is a difference um <laughs> People get mad. They're like, yeah, well, maybe the image isn't true, but it's that's the what reality is. is. Yeah. So like Jeff Yates everybody, hates the planet. <laughs> but that's the thing is like when people get riled up about these 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 fake images and stuff, it, it's part of the narrative they believe in. So, you know, I've changed my thinking on fake news a lot in the past years. And what I've kind of figured out is fake news is is a new type of communication. Uh, so what matters isn't the facts that are alleged in the in the post it's the story behind it so in that sense it's completely justified to share a, a fake image because well 
you know, maybe this isn't an image of Muslims breaking a statue of Jesus in Sweden, but it's true that Muslims are bad. So it's like they're trying to tell a larger story with these fake information. So that's what makes it hard to fight these types of things because they believe in the larger narrative and they're just trying, they're just trying to tell a story with this, these pieces. And um, it, even if you tell them that picture isn't true or that fact isn't true, they won't care because the, this, the larger story is true to them. And that's what matters. And that's what matters to them. I noticed that when we were trying to coordinate this interview, you don't have Facebook Messenger on your phone. You seem to not answer it. Like, how do you keep your yeah. sanity? Uh, I've I've been sober for a year now. Congratulations. <laughs> so, so I basically only use Facebook for work. Um, so nine to five. Um, I deleted Messenger and the Facebook app off my phone. In very rare circumstances, will I go uh, on Facebook during, you know, the weekend or on evenings? You know, some of my family's on Facebook if I want to get in touch with them, you know. Um, but no, I, I and I feel a lot better. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it, also being that Facebook is where I work, it's like my office. Um, so it, it was like having my office in my house, you know, 24 hours a day. You know, I would wake up, uh, see a reader sent me a message. Uh, hey, is this picture true? And then I'd be working basically just like trying to track down this picture. You know, it, it, I guess that says more about me than about Facebook. But um, so for me, I thought it was good to just log off i i did like one of those famous facebook cures you know didn't go on facebook for like a, a week and a half just like went on vacation and just you know basically went off the grid and when i came back to work i was like no you know facebook is for work what are those fake news stories that refuse to die you call them zombies <laughs> tell me about them the zombies well, the classic example, uh, and I think this is the piece of fake news that has been the most shared in the history of Quebec. It's basically like one of those chain letters. Um, and it says basically that the mayor of uh, Darval, which is a city, uh, you know, a city on the outskirts of Montreal. So the mayor of Darval, you know, some Muslim students asked, asked him to ban pork from the school cafeteria. And he said no. And then, you know, let's all follow the example of this glorious uh, Darval mayor. Um, so mayors in Quebec have absolutely no power over the school. So, you know, <laughs> this story is outright false. It's impossible that it would be true. I debunked this back in 2015. I'm not the first or the only one. And it still, still keeps coming back, coming back. Someone sent me this summer one post that was created in 2017. It was shared 176,000 times. Um, this is this is two years after it was debunked, and it's one copy of this story. It's it's only one copy. There are many, many others. If you oh, no. if you take the words in the post and and you write it in Facebook search uh, engine, you'll find other copies. So. Um, I tracked that story down, actually, um, and I haven't written about this yet, so... Oh, exclusive. No, <laughs> no but... Um, so I tracked this down, and it's it's basically... It's a story from France. Um, so this actually happened um, a couple years back uh, in a small city in France. 
Uh, it was a big, big controversy over there. You know, the mayor had to say, well, look, we did not ban pork, but, you know, it has nothing to do with religion, blah, blah, blah. A far right blog wrote a story about this. And what we're seeing in Quebec is that blog post, but with the name of the city changed, basically. So that's what we're seeing is, you that's know. That's the zombie. Yeah, that's the zombie that refuses to die is basically they, someone went, someone actually did this. So they went on the site, they copied the whole text. And they shared it on Facebook, but they changed, you know, the name of the French city for Darval and shared it. And this thing is, you know, I don't know of a true news story that has had that many uh, shares on, on Facebook. And it's completely made. Well, That's you know, there's very discouraging for journalists. <laughs> Have you ever had 176,000 shares on no. a story? No, of course not. Probably in the next month or so, someone will send it to me. Hey, is this true? Um so yeah, that that thing is a monster. Um, you know, another thing that keeps coming back that Canadian readers will have heard about is this, you know, this story about uh, how the Canadian government is spending more on refugees than than uh, retired people. Yeah. Um, you know, that stems from an opinion letter. I think it was in the National Post or the Globe and Mail or something. I think this was like in 2011 or basically a long while back. Um, and people are still sharing this. You know, so they'll. They'll make memes out of this. They'll take the numbers out of the letter. And there's many different versions of this idea um, being shared on social media in English, in French. <laughs> Funny enough, you can see it in the U.S. also. I think Donald Trump even shared oh, uh, no. one of these stories. Um, so that's the thing is the whole world is connected and now. So it's really easy for stories to start in a small community somewhere and then blow up because people will adapt them to their own realities and like i was saying before a lot of people don't care about the the precise facts because what's important is a story so you tell them well no the government does not spend more money on refugees than than on on retired people and they'll say well i don't care about the numbers you know the, the, the government spends too much money period you know yeah. so that's the story they're trying to tell with the with these uh, fake news pieces do you feel like you're preaching to the choir when you publish your stories? Do you feel like it's getting to the people hmm. who share the fake news or do you think it's just other disbelievers? So it depends on what. Yes, uh, there is that risk. So if as a news media you're, you're covering fake news, you're basically talking to people who already trust the media. You know, it, it's not black or white, but basically, yes. But the thing is, some people are polarized and it's very hard to change their minds, but not everybody is polarized about everything. So it's important to realize that someone might be super polarized against immigration, but they don't necessarily know what to think about vaccines. So you could get to them with a vaccine story and maybe not with the immigrant story, right? So you need to be there for people. And also, I don't have any empirical studies, but this is my gut feeling is that most of what we're seeing on social media is generated by a minority of people. Um, so if you go look at the comments, you know, angry comments and stuff, it's always the same people who are commenting, you know, 30, 40 times a day, sharing 10, 12 stories on their Facebook. It's the most motivated people uh, who generate all this traffic. And that's what we see on social media. So our, our vision of reality is warped because we're seeing the most extreme people so the, the the people who are maddest the people who are most convinced of what uh of what they believe in are the ones who are on social media spamming this stuff out right 
a lot of people just go on Facebook. They'll scroll a bit. They'll click on stories. They won't even comment. You know, I don't know the last time you wrote a comment under a news article. Never. Uh, it's I've been never a while for me. Yeah, right. So, but the people who do that are the oh, you, most Oh, I've seen motivated. you comment on people's posts. You're still that guy but, saying that's not true. But on news? <laughs> <laughs> not on, on news, news yeah. Yes, yeah. So... <laughs> So, like, I think we have to realize that um, what we're seeing on Facebook is not reality. We're seeing the most motivated people, right. uh, the most convinced people. So there is like a to use a, 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 a way to a way overexposed expression. Uh, there is a silent majority, I think, of people that might believe might not believe and you need to be there for them um, and you know when you publish a story you're there on google if they're if they if if they're trying to find out what the truth is they'll see your article if they do a search on google um and you know a lot of my readers that send me um questions are, are the type of people that would fall for fake news you know they they, they send me a picture and they're like, can you please tell me this is true? I really want to share it because uh, i'm really can mad. you tell me it's true yeah yeah and they you know they want it so I mean, I think we have to have a bit of faith in humanity, you know, um, and, you know, of course, the hardcore people, I'm, I'm not going to get through to them, unfortunately, um, but there is a lot of people who can be swayed, maybe not on everything, um, but, you know, you got to be there for the people who are looking for, for answers, because um, the alternative is like, well, we won't cover fake news and we'll just let everything go as it's been going, you know, and I, I don't think that that's productive at all. And that was your Canada Land. Thanks to CJLO in Montreal for recording this interview. Canada Land is on Twitter at Canada Land. The website is canadalandshow.com. Canada Land's managing editor is Kevin Sexton. This episode was produced by Kasia Mihailovic. Syndication is by CFUV 101.9 FM in Victoria. Visit them online at cfuv.ca. A new episode of Oppo will be out tomorrow, so look out for that. I'm Brigitte Noel, and Jesse Brown will be back on Thursday with Shortcuts. If you like what you hear, support Canada Land on Patreon, where you can get perks like ad-free podcasts. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.